You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. boys are back, back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception Reception the Show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Coe, not Matt Harmon here with you. We've got the great Derek Klassen sitting in for Matt Harmon today. But you are listening to Reception Perception, the show. All right, now, uh, if you have been listening to the podcast at any length here, um, I'm sure you know at this point uh, that we are, for the very first time at Reception Perception, going to be adding something beyond wide receivers. Yeah, we're going to be adding quarterbacks, baby. And for that, we brought in the great uh, DK. Uh, not Donkey Kong. We're talking about Derek Lassen here. Uh, Derek, introduce yourself to the folks out there, man. You know, t- tell the folks uh, where you've been and uh, and and basically what you're looking forward to working with us over here at RP. Yeah, I mean, I'm very excited to be here. So I'll kind of start with like what I used to do with quarterback charting. I, I mostly have done college charting for about five, six years now. And that's kind of been, been my thing that I've done. I've just done it for the, you know, lead up to the draft. That was like the best time to do it the most time. I usually didn't have the time to like chart NFL stuff. Because uh, I previously worked at Football Outsiders and we did the Almanac during the offseason. So it was like right. that kind of ate up all my time. Um, but this year I left Football Outsiders and I kind of had some free time. And you guys hit me up and wanted to see if I could bring some of my quarterback chart into the NFL. And I was very excited to do that because, like I said, I've never really done it before. I think I charted like one season of Matt Ryan like five years ago. And that's really all <laughs> I've done in the NFL realm. So it was really cool to have the opportunity to come and like do basically, you know, as, as much of the league as I can get to this summer. Uh, we, we talk about, you know, you doing all this stuff for, for college football and that's what we're going to hit on today. You know, again, we are primarily an NFL house here at a reception perception, but, uh, we do like talking about prospects and you, you hit on the, the top four quarterbacks here, uh, in the NFL draft, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis there in Tennessee. And, And I thought it might be a good idea, uh, to kind of talk about, you know, strengths, weaknesses from what you charted and, and what you kind of sort of see, um, foresee for them in this upcoming year with their respective teams. What do you think about that, pal? Let's do that. I'm, I'm in for it. I'm in for it. Let's go. All right. So we're going to start with, of course, the, the 1.1. We're talking about Bryce Young goes to Carolina, uh, is now a Carolina Panther. Look, you know, 
obviously in the pre-draft process, um, Derek, the the size was a big time issue. Five ten. I mean, he weighed in at like two oh four. But come on, let's be real. He's two hundred pounds soaking wet. You know what I mean? He probably had rocks in his shorts when he's weighing <laughs> in here. Uh, but he's five ten and just so 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 slight. As a matter of fact, great little nugget here. There's never been a quarterback drafted in the first round that weighed less than 207 pounds. Uh, and here he is weighing in at 204. And again, I, I would think that he's probably walking around at below 200 right now. Uh, but what were your thoughts there on Bryce Young going ahead uh, of somebody like C.J. Stroud? Yeah, so before even getting into some of the charting stuff, Bryce Young, to me, on film, I think I was a little bit lower on him than some people. I, th I still think he can be a quality prospect um, or is a quality prospect and can be a good NFL quarterback. But yeah. I'm kind of a sizist when it comes to NFL <laughs> quarterbacks. Like, Same. I think I think we kind of, because of some of the success of Russell Wilson and even to a degree like Kyler Murray... Um, and even for like a hot minute, Baker Mayfield, I think we got to this point where we were like, oh, short quarterbacks are just as good as everyone else. And like, that's not really the case because these guys clearly succeed in spite of their height. And I think it yeah, still brings right. problems, even when they're kind of productive. Um, and I'm just someone who doesn't like the particular problems that they bring. And I think what we see with Bryce Young is sometimes he leaves the pocket early because he doesn't really like hanging in there and he knows he's going to get hit. Um, sometimes he can struggle to see the middle of the field. I do think he's better at it than like a Russell Wilson, but he's still not going to throw the middle of the field the way that Trevor Lawrence or Dak Prescott or Justin Herbert can, just because those guys are bigger and it's easier for them to stand in the middle of the pocket and stuff like that. Um, and then I also did worry a little bit about Bryce Young's longevity, because I think when you play, like you mentioned, there's no way he's playing at more than 195 ever, probably. Um, <laughs> right. And that's so really... Small. He's tiny. And like, that's yeah. just when you're betting on basically the smallest quarterback in the modern era to, to be your first overall pick, that to me was just a little scary. Uh, with all of that said, he still does a lot of things really well, obviously. Like the accuracy yeah. is fantastic. And like, even in my numbers, I think the most encouraging part to me was, in my opinion, the hardest area to throw is 11 to 15 yards. That like intermediate range where you throw in outs, digs, um, some of like your medium crosser stuff like that that's like the money area for the middle of the field that was the area that Bryce threw the most and that was the area he was most accurate in and he was really good especially like on the out outside and stuff like that so I think that kind of bodes well for his success if he can continue to do that um, so yeah like I, I like Bryce Young I don't know if I would have taken him first overall but uh, <laughs> I think he does some things really well and I think he's in a really really good environment to to produce especially early on we talk about some of the size stuff, you know, and it's like, think about all the quarterbacks that have succeeded in the NFL. And then you have literally like three guys who have been good at a small size, right? We're talking about the OG, which is like Drew Brees, six mm -hmm. feet, 210 pounds. You've got Russell Wilson, who's 5'11", 205, Kyler Murray, who's 5'10", and like 205-ish as well, right? So, um but those guys, and I think, and, and we're going down, by the way, right? So we're going down from Drew Brees, who's a little bit tall, a little bit heavier, to, to Russell Wilson, who's, okay, five, you know, he's sub six feet, right? And Kyler Murray's getting down there now, right? Now he's 5'10". <laughs> now Bryce Young is also 5'10", but he's so slight. I mean, all of these guys were easily over 205. Bryce Young at 195, and you're saying, well, what does that 10 pounds make? Listen, guys, I, I mean, maybe it doesn't make a difference, but it could. You know what I mean? Like these are bigger, stronger dudes. I mean, 
Drew Brees is probably a good 15, 20 pounds heavier than Bryce Young, right? So, I, I, it, again, like the maybe the height to me, you could kind of get around the height. Maybe you can kind of get around someone being, you know, tall and lanky, right? Skinny, right? Below 200 pounds. I, like Lamar Jackson coming out of Louisville was super slight, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't, it's for me, it's really hard. Now you're saying literally this is the smallest quarterback. Um, <laughs> that has right. ever been drafted in the in the NFL's first round, uh, and this is a guy that's supposed to be the one dot one. You didn't take him fifteen. You didn't take him seventeen. You took him one. Uh, to me, I, I just felt like is, is the is the juice worth the squeeze? Is the reward worth the risk? And I'm just not sure. Um, that's what we're getting with Bryce Young. But I want to get back to some of your charting here. Uh, Derek, okay, you talk about him being money in that middle area of the field, the intermediate area of the field, and and I've been saying for a long time that's that is where the NFL operates at a high level, right? Uh, the a lot of guys can make short throws, uh, you know, you would, the special guys make deep throws, but when we're talking about high quality quarterbacking in the NFL, you got to get it done in their intermediate area of the field, and from what it sounds like from your charting, it sounds like Bryce Young uh, checks those boxes. Yeah. And it's kind of what's kind of makes it complicated in a way is that I do think part of it is spawned by the way Alabama operates their offense. You know, they did less of the RPO stuff than they did with like Mac Jones or Tua, but like that's still kind of part of their offense. And a lot of those targets for their offense went to that middle of the field. So it kind of streamlined it a little bit for him, but he was still generally really accurate to that area, um, both like over the middle and when he was like throwing, you know, outs, uh, um, you know, maybe like short corners, sail routes, all that sort of stuff. He was really, really good on a lot of those. My what made it interesting to me is that he actually in terms of throwing into tight windows, which to me, like in the NFL, when you're throwing the intermediate range of the field, it's going to be in a lot more tight windows because the, sure. the coverage is just better. Everybody's a lot better. All that sort of stuff. He was actually one of the worst quarterbacks in my charting in terms of throwing into tight windows um, and not specifically over the middle of the field. I mean, this like over the entire range of the field, but he was one of the worst at it. And he was really good at picking his spots and making sure he wasn't throwing into tight windows. And I do think there's value in that. But when he had to, he was, a, a, you know, closer to the bottom end of the class, whereas guys like CJ Stroud and even Will Levis pretty clearly lapped him in, in that regard, which I found pretty interesting. Uh, okay, so let me get back to that a little bit. Um, from what I saw of Bryce Young, um, I think he's great off platform. Uh, and the the one note that I wrote is he can th- he can throw running left, which by the way, uh, that's pretty advanced for a young it quarterback. It does matter, you know. Like most, I would say, like ninety percent of of young quarterbacks, when they scramble, they're going to scramble to to their right uh, for for you know right handed guys, um, and that's so that they could stay on platform when they throw. Um, when I saw Bryce running left and actually throwing uh, with decent accuracy and arm strength, I was like, that's pretty advanced for a young quarterback. So I think off platform, this guy is great. Uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. But I did think, though, that in the pocket, he's got a little his feet are a little happy. We know he's a slight quarterback. I, I thought he looked a little Derek Carrish. Uh, in the pocket at times. Uh, but when he sets his feet and throws, man, that it's just a beautiful ball. But I, I want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, as far as the in-the-pocket stuff, I think you're you're pretty spot on. He's very – Ben Solak has used the word like toesy. He's very just on his toes all the time. And it's yep. because he's short. 
Um, and even Ben Solak actually also had another good point where like he drops back like square to the line of scrimmage. You see nowadays, like everybody has their, uh, you know, their, their back shoulder all the way back and like it's pointed basically to the back goalpost. Bryce Young will drop like square to the line of scrimmage, which is like some 1970 stuff, which you're not really supposed to do. But the reason he does it is it helps him stay on his toes and it helps him see over the line of scrimmage, which is kind of good in some ways. And it's like a good way for him to make up for some of the problems he has. At the same time, it gives him some issues with timing. That's why I think in the one to 10 yard area, especially like when they're running like hard line quick game stuff, he can be a little off because he, hmm. he'll be like a half beat late because he has to reset his feet from what a normal quarterback should be doing because he's playing in such a distinct way. And I think that's either something that he's going to have to change in the NFL or just get really, 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 really good at the way that he does it. And I think both of those are going to be really hard needles to thread. Um, so that's going to be tough. But well, to your point on the, on the outside the pocket stuff, he is very, very good at that. Like he's, it's not even just that he's comfortable throwing on the move and like accurate. He just has a vision that other guys in this class just didn't have. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. You know, I think he's very creative outside of the pocket. And um, and again, I but isn't that a, pro- a little bit of a problem, Derek? You know it what is. I'm saying? Like, yes. because I get that he's really creative outside the pocket. But when you're 5'10", 195, you yes. don't want to be out of the pocket too yes. often. You and, know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like my other thing is like, so Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray were obviously like this, right? The yeah. difference is those guys have A-plus arms and were really, really good athletes, especially in the case of Kyler Murray, where he can like be a legitimate part of your running game. Bryce Young is like a nice scrambler, and his arm is nice, but he j- the tools just aren't the same as those guys. And like that's where my concern comes in. It's like when you play that style and then move to the NFL and your tools are more like B-minus instead of A-plus, that's where it starts to be like, okay, maybe this might not be as, as good as we think it is. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, I tell you what, he he's if it's going to get done, it's going to get done to Carolina because Frank Reich, I mm-hmm. think, is a brilliant quarterback's coach, right? So you, you know Frank is going to get the best out of him. My concern, though, is... Who is he throwing to year one, right? So they add Adam Thielen and DJ Chark in free agency. Thielen's 32 years old. You know, it's like he's definitely seen his better days uh, behind him. DJ Chark is a relatively one-dimensional downfield guy. They draft Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss uh, in the second round. I think Matt, you know, he's, again, this is more of a, He's not a plug and play guy. He's not out of the box and just, you know, you could throw him out there. He's got to develop a little bit as well. Terrace Marshall is a former second round pick as well. But again, I, I think his reception perception data is is really murky. Um, and so we don't know what he's going to be. I just it's not a great landing spot uh, for Bryce Young when we're talking about talent surrounding him. It, yeah. In terms of the skill players, it's not. Great. I guess the hope is that Thielen can just like fully convert to being a slot guy and he can be a really like good savvy veteran type. But even then, like he's 32 and he clearly had lost a lot of his juice, especially right. last year, but even kind of the year before that. 
Um, and then to your point, like Chark is very like, it's really good if you need a vertical guy on the boundary who can like be a jump ball winner. If you ask him to do anything else, it, it it's a, it's a bit of a struggle. Uh, and I say that as someone who likes DJ Chark, but like that, that's kind of all you're getting from him. <laughs> okay. And then to your point, like, yeah, Jonathan Mingo, Jonathan Mingo actually really reminds me of like what Justin Watson is in Kansas city. And obviously mm. you hope he's like kind of a better version of that. Okay. But even that is like, he's not going to be a huge part of the offense, I think early on. So yeah, in terms right. of the skill players, I think it's not great. The, Glimmer of hope I have there is that relative to Alabama standards, it's not like their receivers were very good last year anyway. And I think he kind of helped make up for that. Um, What I do think the situation is kind of good for him in the sense is I think it was really more important for him to have a good offensive line because we've talked about he's kind of can be uncomfortable in the pocket. You need to do everything you can to help him stay in there as long as he can make him feel comfortable. I do think their offensive line is like above average. And then you add that on top of the fact that Frank Reich generally does a good job to keep guys. um, He he does a good job to like set protection plans, keep the offense interesting, give the quarterback easy ways to get the ball out. That I do think can help Bryce Young. But yeah, to your point, I don't think there's going to be like an easy button receiver in this offense for him. And that that could be a little bit of an issue early on. I mean, it might be Miles Sanders out of the backfield. It really might be. (laughs) You know, I I mean, you know, they paid this guy decent money in free agency. They lose Deontay Foreman to Chicago. Miles Sanders might be the guy uh, that they try to lean on in the in the passing game. That's a problem. They don't have any tight ends. I don't think that that are of note either. So, um, what's the safety blank? Is, is is it Adam Thielen and Miles Sanders? That's boy, I tell you, man, that's that's uh, that's going to be tough. All right, I want to get back to some of the charting here though on Bryce Young very quickly. So you said he's great in the intermediate area of the field. What about deep? What about short? You said short, he, he's a little bit off you know, rhythm just because of the way he drops back. That's a very interesting note, by the way. But what about deep? Um, what, what, did you, what did you see from him deep from a charting perspective? It was not as good as I was hoping. Um, and I, I think, like I, like I said earlier, I do think a little bit of that is that the receiver talent at Alabama wasn't quite what it had been at certain points. So I do think that played a little bit of a factor. Um, but Bryce Young actually finished, I believe fourth out of the six quarterbacks I charted in terms of 20 plus yard accuracy. Um, only Tanner McKee and Will Levis were worse. And Will Levis, I think you can definitely chalk up to receiver talent being really, really bad. Um, and Tanner McKee, <laughs> right. I think there's part of that too. Um, but like with Bryce Young, to me, I think his arm, I think gets to the NFL threshold, but I really don't think he has that like true booming arm strength to really push the ball down the field consistently. And I think that definitely hurt him at times, especially like when his platform was a little bit crowded, especially in the pocket. Like if he couldn't step up the way that he wanted to um, or really wasn't able to play with some of the timing that he wanted to, I think his deep ball accuracy really started to fall off. He doesn't have that arm talent where you can kind of just make up for all the things that are going wrong, like a Trevor Lawrence or Justin Herbert or something like that. So I think that's going to be a little bit of an issue for him. So I think that was also kind of my concern where like, if you're this guy who plays always to have the flash plays, but you don't really have the arm to consistently push the ball downfield at that level. Again, it's just like his profile starts to get really, really weird. You know, the thing about him that um, I couldn't, make heads or tails of is again I think out of the pocket super creative great vision and he can toss it downfield I think when he sets his feet what he does different um, that he doesn't do uh, we're really nitpicking here but that's okay Um, what he doesn't do that I think other guys with big arms 
are able to do, like, for example, this is a great example for like Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, as you mentioned, but Justin Herbert, especially when he gets out of the pocket, he's able to then set his feet very quickly and, and just, I mean, fire one, right? So every area of the field is still open when he's still out of the pocket. Now, not a lot of guys can do that, but that's why Justin Herbert, I think, is special, right? Bryce Young, again, for a guy who's very creative getting outside of the pocket, I never really see him then reset his feet. He throws off platform and then, you know, again, relies on his creativity, his accuracy, and his arm strength, his natural arm strength uh, to kind of carry him there. But again, I don't think he can get it, you know, 30 yards downfield just based off of just arm talent. He's it's not like he's Jay Cutler or something, you know, that just like throwing off platform with just rockets down the middle. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I I mean, he kind of tries to play like he's in the Mahomes thing where like Mahomes doesn't, I mean, Mahomes can set his feet outside the pocket and stuff and he does, right? but he doesn't need to because he has the second best arm in the league, probably behind Josh Allen. Uh, Bryce Young just doesn't have that caliber of arm. And I do think it is a little bit concerning that he doesn't have that, Ability to get outside the pocket and then, like you said, stop his feet and drive the ball 30 yards down the field. I mean, Justin uh-huh. Herbert is really the perfect example because he does this all the time. He does it like four or five times a game if you let him, <laughs> um, where he can just get outside the pocket, whether right. it's designed or not, and just stop his feet in two steps because he's so explosive. I think that really helps too. Like Bryce Young doesn't have – he's like kind of twitchy, but there's a there's a different level of explosiveness when you're a big guy. And I think that helps these quarterbacks like a Josh Allen, like a Patrick Mahomes, like a Justin Herbert, where they can right. just stop everything, boom, and just like rip it. Bryce Young doesn't quite have that. He's always going to be this guy who I think is doing creative kind of like weird stuff within the like 15 yard mark is like where it yeah. starts to be like, that's right. where his range is, I think. Well, I too, And again, this goes back to his happy feet in the pocket, too. But it's like mm-hmm. if he were to do that, set his feet and throw like he is opening himself up to getting hit, you know, so yeah. uh, which, by the way, Justin Herbert's like fine with for whatever. Reason. <laughs> He's like, yeah, go ahead and hit me. I'm just going to go ahead and launch this thing, you know. Uh, but no, if you're Bryce Young and, you know, sub 200, it's like you can't take too many of those shots, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I do understand that part of it um, as well. All right. But let me get back to his current situation there in Carolina very quickly. Uh, DK. So uh, he's got these guys, you know, doesn't have a, like a real reliable pass catcher there. You look at the talent level, you look at, um, the depth chart there in Carolina, and then can you kind of sort of mash up or or match up what Bryce Young does well with that, uh, with that roster and and kind of maybe project what you kind of see in his rookie season? I think, the biggest issue that they're going to have is they just don't have a guy who can separate one-on-one consistently. Like, no. like we said, DJ chart kind of has a role. I think Thielen, even as maybe like a slot zone beater could have a role. Mingo kind of has a role, but none of them are like that Stefan Diggs, or even like in this year's class, like a Zay flowers where it's like, he can just go beat a guy one-on-one. Yep. I think Bryce probably would have really helped to have a guy like that. And the fact that they don't have that, I think hurts. So I think they're in a weird position where like, I kind of like a lot of things that they have in the sense that the receivers aren't great, but they fit roles. And I love Frank Reich and the offensive line is really good. And I think Bryce Young does some stuff well, but none of it really fits the way that you think it should. So I'm really, really curious to see what the offense actually looks like. This to me, when you look at Carolina's build is the exact kind of build that leads to disaster. <laughs> it might. Yeah. They, they, they don't have, um, a, you know, a, a lot of great playmakers. I, as a matter of fact, you could argue they don't have a single one. You could say that they don't have a single 
like legitimate big play, big boy playmaker. And, and I don't, I don't see one uh, on the roster. You say the old line is good. I think potentially it's a mess. Uh, I think it's, it's got ingredients to be good, uh, but will they be good? I'm not sure. Um, again, I don't see any like big time, big names on that O line. I think they just get by with chemistry. Um, I think uh, you know they suffered one big. Uh, is it Austin uh, Corbett? I think uh, got banged up, right? So yeah, what's his what's his return going to look like? Um, is he going to be ready when the season starts? Uh, again, the O line I think is going to take a step back this year. Uh, uh, this is a real weird mashup uh, of talent and that, and you hit it right on the head, man. And when I, when you see teams like this in the NFL, generally they're a mess. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I'm curious to see what Carolina is going to do, but I, I don't have a lot of hopes, uh, for Carolina, at least this year. Um, is this the guy Bryce young? Is he a talent elevator? Could be. <laughs> could be maybe but he, he's got to be literally the the smallest quarterback ever he's got to be making history uh for him to be a talent elevator there in carolina too so i don't know man i'm, I'm a little bit worried uh if you're a carolina panthers fan 